Hey everybody, Ian here to tell you all about the fine shows you could be listening to from the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Let's start it off with the original Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, starring myself and my good buddy Chewy, where we talk about our friendship, our past, our future, our history, ghosts, clowns, sharks, dolphins, and Stan Lee. That comes out every single Friday. You can also check out Four Color Commentary, where myself, Chewy, Ryan, and Alan talk about comic books. That's right, kids, comic books. Old, new, comic book movies and news, so many comics you can't even handle it all. That comes out every new comic book day, which is Wednesdays for those of you in the know. If you're an old or new comic books fan, this is the podcast for you. And every Saturday, Ryan and I team up for an action-packed blockbuster with Super Action Bros, where we watch movies with explosions and car chases. Strap in, everybody, and get your popcorn ready, because Super Action Bros is coming your way. And finally, the dark and spooky side of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's right, boys and girls. Get ready for some scares. It's Eyes in the Dark with Chewy, Evan, and James as they watch classic horror movies and some of those that were made just as a quick cash grab. Well, everybody, that's all the shows of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Odds are you're listening to one right now or I wouldn't even be here. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to subscribe to us and sit back, relax, and enjoy another fine Stuff and Things Network podcast. Where are you now? I'm sitting in my office. I doubt that. And why would you doubt that? If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation face to face. Welcome to Super Action Bros, the podcast to talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And when two actors who look very similar end up being in the same movie series. <laughs> I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Don't you? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Now I'm confused. Oh, actually. we'll get I'm to sure. the cast and then I'll explain. Right. Hello, I'm, everybody. <laughs> hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Welcome to Super Action Bros. Uh, this is week three of uh, Super Action Born Month, uh, where we watch the third in the in the original trilogy, we'll say, of Born movies. I know. I love saying it because it makes you so mad. <laughs> the the third dumb. in the series of Born movies, there you go. Uh, which is the Born Ultimatum, uh, which uh, nicely wraps up the Matt Damon story. It does. I feel um, sort yeah, of. Yeah, I, I feel it does. Um, but it leaves it open. As we know, there's another one coming. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. Before we get into the show, uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you like what we do and you want to uh, you know, reach out to us, suggest some movies we should watch, tell us our reviews are wrong. Uh, you can do that. If you reach out to us, the easiest way to do that is by visiting uh, the website for the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. That's Stuff and Things 
Network.com. So you can click on the Super Action Bros artwork. It takes you to a page where you can subscribe to us on various forms, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the most popular probably, of course. Um, you can also reach out to us on social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. Uh, also a little website called Letterboxd where it's a movie review social media site. So you can sign up for a free account on Letterboxd.com. Uh, and you can also reach out to us on Twitter individually. Uh, for me, Ian, it's at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter also, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Uh, you can also email us too. There's a big contact us button on the very front page of that website. So click on that, select our show, write us an email, and we will uh, read them on the air. We need we, we need to get some some emails, guys. Please, anything, anything, please, anything. Please, will be a friend. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, so Ryan, the Born Ultimatum. This is the hey, third. Look at, look at that. Twitter sent us a bunch of. E- oh, these are just notifications. <laughs> Twitter sent us some emails. Yes, they do. Um, so the Born Ultimatum. Uh, this is the what was I guess supposed to be. It's uh, seemingly the final, the ultimate, the ultimate Jason Bourne movie. Well, and it is the the ultimate Jason Bourne movie until the one that comes out this fall. That's this, true. This this at, year at that point out. it was. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. This is my favorite of the three. This is also the the most critically acclaimed of the three. It's so and also the one that won Academy Awards. This one is so good. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you why. I, I, I no, spoil, no, no spoilers. Like this movie is just it's. This is what I hope the first one would be. And yeah. it, the first one isn't terrible. The first one's pretty good. Second one's okay. Kind of suffers from the same problems as the first one. But I feel like this third one, they learned what didn't work in those first two, and were able to take all the little pieces out that didn't work and just mm-hmm. replace it with more. Like this movie is go 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 go. Yeah. Like this doesn't have that big. Lull. I mean, there's a little bit of a lull, a little mini lull, but like, really, it's not that long. Yeah, this is one of the one of the things. So this movie, uh, getting directly into the cast and crew, this is an also directed by Paul Greengrass. Yes, I feel like in the first Born movie that he directed, which was Born Supremacy, he was like, "Well, let's see what it's like to direct a big budget action movie." Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was like, "Huh, well, uh, I got a lot to learn." And so he did his research, mm-hmm. and then in this one, he's like. All right, all right. No, I, I got this. Now. Well, this has that. I shot. actually know how know how to do this. This has that shot that everyone always associates with Bourne movies, the Bourne movies in it, which is where he jumps out of a window in this angled shot into another glass. Oh window, yeah, arguably with somebody chase. with a with a with a mounted camera on them jumping behind him. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's the one thing. Is we'll get into the cinematography a little bit because yeah. I have some. I have some this thoughts. and and the oh man the the close quarters combat the, oh yeah the punching and fighting in this movie like yeah. you can tell what's happening absolutely and it hurts um so we have some we have obviously have some people returning from the previous sure movies, before we get into yes. the to the cast let's take oh, a look at writers uh, writers so we got t- tony gilroy who has written all of the previous born movies and he actually spoiler alert i think goes on to direct the next one if i remember correctly. does he well that explains some stuff so. uh, yep yes he does but then also we spoiler have two other writers stuff. scott z burns mm-hmm. and george nolfi scott c burns has writing credits for for uh, another Matt Damon movie, The Informant, mm-hmm. um, as well as Contagion, mm-hmm. and and that's it. But he's also he's working on some stuff. But the the other guy, uh, George Nolfi, wrote has written like like a ton of Matt Damon vehicles. Like I don't know what the deal is, but it's like, hey, you're the Matt Damon guy now. <laughs> like he wrote Timeline, which isn't a Matt Damon movie, and it's also not good. Uh, but he wrote Ocean's 12. He wrote Born Ultimatum. He wrote The Adjustment Bureau. Oh, okay. Uh, which I still haven't seen. I've always been kind no, of curious about that. because it seemed kind of more science fiction-y because at first it looks like just a you know business guy's movie, but then it's like there's some sort of science fiction involved. It seemed like it. It seemed it's a, very but it's like... A, it's like a, 
it's very much a dark city. Matt Damon is a science fiction spy. Sort of. Yeah. With Emily Blunt. Okay. Um, who else is this movie that we have returning? Uh, of course, we have. Oh, yeah, we've got uh, cast and crew, cast wise. Uh, we have, of course, Matt Damon as yep. Jason Bourne. Um, Joan Allen, Pam Landy, we saw her from last oh, movie. She's great. She is good. She's really good. Uh, by the way, this movie really makes that last. 30 seconds of this of the previous movie makes sense i'm like now i'm like i'm like they better pay that off and they do in this movie because it sets it makes you understand the timeline of this movie um julia styles of course back nikki parsons this is this is the movie with where she does the most yes even though like i have i'm there's a scene in this movie that made me go what like what is that what is how does what? Oh well, I'm curious. To you know what scene it is involving Julia Stiles and Matt Damon. We'll get there. It's not yeah. really an action beat; it's a story beat. But I'm just like, okay, does that mean she's this, or does that mean she's this? Oh. To what is her relation mm-hmm. to David Webb? Yeah. Oh man, I, I don't really, think that she's. I got really into this familiarly one. related to him. Uh, if that helps. I don't think so either. Well, I don't oh, yeah. think not by not by no yeah gotcha. not by blood. <laughs> yeah. You know, funny story in this movie. She's in the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you see her a lot. But after the scene in the cafe, she doesn't speak again. No. She has another like 10 minutes of screen time cut throughout the rest of the movie. Not another line. Well, I, th- I think there's... It's I, just I think like there's a very giving knowing looks like several times. I think there's a very obvious... And I think they even, might even cut do a, a jump cut to make it like very clear for the audience with, with, with her character, Matt Damon's. Mm-hmm. When, when she's dyeing her hair and cutting oh, yeah. her hair, it's like, hey, remember? Remember that other girlfriend who did that? Uh-huh. And I'm like... Oh, I see now. Because they never actually say what the relation between her and Matt Damon is. But she says something like, when you're programmed to be, you know, in this this thing, with yours was particularly hard for me. Yeah. It's like, wh- why? Yeah, I kind of like, actually, we're going like, to get I, off topic. I, I kind of like that they were like, well, maybe there was something. Yeah, but but like they but they weren't clear yeah. specifically as to what it is. I know. I, is I, it his, she his sister? Is she his wife? Is she his girlfriend? Is she... What is I, it? I like that. I, feel I do like, too. But but I I'm hoping that in this new movie they may answer that question. Oh, maybe they will. Is she in it? Is Julia <laughs> uh, Stiles in the let's movie? Find, well, find we'll out. find out. Let's get let's keep looking at the people who are in this movie. Um, they have somebody who I think is either already is or should be in every like political thriller that deals with the FBI or the CIA. Every single one needs to have. David Strathairn in it. Okay, like it's <laughs> yeah. it, it should be required by law. Oh yeah, he's he's really good. He's he's always great as like, is as either the like unmovable person who's taking a principal stand or the like unmovable like dirtbag who is in it for some specific agenda that nobody can stop him. He's an LA confidential too. Wow. Yeah, he's like he's such a good. He plays such a good bad guy mm-hmm. because you just feel like powerless against him yes i don't know it like he's not like an intimidating guy but him and then the other guy who's also the other guy scott, scott glenn. glenn oh stick scott glenn is <laughs> yeah scott glenn terrifies me scott glenn I feel like, like scott glenn is the kind of person who could like i, f- I feel like kill me in an alley i feel like scott glenn was like and laugh about i it. feel like scott glenn was left on the do- on the doorstep of like a of like a, 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 a an orphanage mm-hmm. by a member of the Carradine family because <laughs> he looks and sounds like a Carradine. he does he, he looks like and sa- he has that kind of like look, look at his face he looks like it like like david he could be related to david Carradine. Uh, even his smile is like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm laughing at you now, but I'm going to drink your blood. Um, so let, let me bring this up. All um, right. All right. 
so the the joke I made, and I explained this to, to Matt the other day when I was watching my roommate Matt. We watched uh-huh. this movie together, and uh, I was joking. I was like, "Oh man, they got Brian Cox in his last two movies, but he's gone. Who could they get to be a character <laughs> like that?" And I was like, "How about that guy that looks almost exactly like him? That ev- that that it's they get probably confused for each other all the time." You and mean that Ned Beatty? No, Albert Finney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. They got Albert Finney in this movie. I'm like, oh man, that's great. (laughs) Albert Finney also sounds exactly like Ned Beatty in this movie. Like I swear to God, I'm like, that's Lotso Huggin' Bear, but it's totally not. No, 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 no. But he's also terrifying because he has that like that southern like friendly draw, like I own you, son. People my age would know Albert Finney is as a he's been acting for a while. Oh, that's an actor's actor. He's been around for a while. But people my age and my my group and probably yours too i would probably best know him from big fish yeah he's also in skyfall oh yeah that's right he is i forgot i love albert finney i love that he has that kind of like that 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 drawl that southern drawl he's in yeah he's in big fish he's in skyfall he's in this he's in aaron brockovich oh gosh but um but yeah like i was like oh they replaced and if you look at him and brian cox side by side you're like okay i can see the difference but the way their voices sound you could confuse them and (laughs) and they're both sort of older intimidating heavy set dudes mm-hmm. yeah they uh it's it's and it's funny because they don't even play the same role and they don't even acknowledge that they look similar in the movie which is fun um okay now correct me if i'm wrong there's another guy in here patty considine yes oh man yeah he's he's one of the Andes. i thought so but i wasn't sure from hot fuzz our, oh man i uh, thought our, so. our favorite movie oh man podcast. i thought so yeah he's totally oh man why do totally I feel like Andes. that guy is representative of me in that situation? <laughs> I just was like, no, he's also he's also in uh, he's in the World's End too. Yeah, I was just, like, dude, don't go through oh, that yes. door. Don't go through that door. Jason Bourne will tell you when it's safe. Don't go through that door. Uh, don't go through that door. Yeah. And then he boom, shot you idiot, head. you yeah. idiot. Yeah, he plays uh, he plays Glenn Greenwald. Yes, <laughs> before There's, before uh, before he plays guy with brains on floor. No, no, that, no that's, it's a joke because Glenn Greenwald is a, is an actual writer uh, for the Guardian. Oh. He's the guy who got all the information from um, what's his name, Snowden, oh, Eric really? Snowden. Which and so that's that's the joke. But but that was actually that actually happened like six years after this movie came out. <laughs> um. And there's one other person here of some significance. Um, he's a character actor, but he's he just had a, a, a big movie appearance. Uh, he played a villain in a new Marvel movie. That's Daniel Bruhl. Oh, okay. He played, and I'm not. I won't give you too much away for it because I ain't seen it yet. But he played a little character that you might know as Zemo. Oh, okay. Yeah, but don't. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna preface this for you guys. He's also now. in Inglorious Bastards. Yes, he is. He plays the German soldier who's like the sniper. Who oh, the, the, right, the, right. They're like, oh my gosh, like he's the best, and like yeah. that's that's who he plays. He gets uh, he, he shoots, uh, what's her name in in the movie? Um, but I. Oh, but but Edgar Ramirez, who is also in this movie, he's he's in the new Point Break. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, he plays he plays Kurt Russell. Oh, not Kurt Russell. Not Kurt, you mean Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze? Yeah, he plays Patrick Swayze. He plays really? Body. Yeah. Really? Okay. Um, body? You mean Bodie? Bodie. Uh, it's been a body. while. I need to see that movie. We need, yeah, we need to watch it again. You're forgetting. You're forgetting the ultimate rush. Um, but so sad. I will warn you, for you guys who haven't seen Captain America Civil War like Ryan, don't expect the Baron Zemo of the comics. I will tell you that for That's sure. probably good. Because you're not going to get a guy in a purple, <laughs> purple sock. Darn. 
<laughs> Sorry. Purple Sock's my favorite. But bit. he is really good in that movie for a very different reason. Like they use that character name, but it's really he's he's good with what he does. All um, right, so let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. So this movie won several Academy Awards. For what? Uh, they were technical Academy Awards. Uh, so so sound did. editing, regular editing. Let me. I'll, I'll give you the exact ones that they won. This is the only Bourne movie that has been nominated for any Academy. Awards. <laughs> surprise! Uh, not surprise! A, not a surprise there. No. But um, oh, this movie is. Like I feel like if you're just gonna watch one Bourne movie, it should be this one. Yeah, but here's the thing: the impact of this movie as ne- the other ones are needed in order it's for true. the impact of this movie to make sense. This gives you all the answers. Well, a majority of the answers. <laughs> it, it won for best film editing, okay. best sound mixing, and best sound editing. All right, all right. In the 80th annual Academy Award. <laughs> um, but this, gosh, this movie is is, is pretty good. Like it's. It's what I was hoping that all three of these would be. Yeah. Uh, and I know that the, the fourth one has some. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, next time. I yeah. haven't watched it yet. I but um, but uh, I was hoping that all three of these were like this. This is absolutely the best one of the three. In my this opinion. is definitely a movie you could describe as a political thriller. It is. But there's a sh- but uh, uh, unlike unlike last time where we talked about this is big lulls and it's more thriller, this mm-hmm. one also has a lot of action sequences. Oh there's a goodness. lot of chasing and running and shooting and fighting. Like There's a lot that happens in this movie. Well, and, and I think part of the reason for that is the structure of this movie. Mm-hmm. Because like basically at the, at the end of the first movie, everybody's happy, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the second movie, you everybody's still happy, everything's fine, and you have to have a ramping up now stuff sucks again. Yeah. And so at the end of that movie, it 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 ends and we have a little epilogue. And then this movie starts right after the end of the action yeah, uh, of the yeah. last movie. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to have any of that rising action of telling us what's going on because yeah. it's like, hey, remember that other movie? Boom. Let's see how Here he recovered go. from that. <laughs> Here we go. He's running from the same police yeah, that he it's, was. It's, it's one of the... Sequels are sort of... I, sequels are sort of derided. Mm-hmm. I feel like people people look at a sequel and they're like, "Ah, it's a sequel." But this is like doing a direct sequel like this, where they're like, "Here's what happens one minute after the end of that movie." Yeah, which which this is even before that. This is like, it's so weird the way this movie starts because they're like, "This movie starts ten minutes before that other movie ended," mm-hmm. and and it's an hour before you get to the end of the other movie. Mm-hmm. Which yes. they reshot. Yes, uh, and they did. and so, but that structure makes it so that you can, like, especially like us, if you've just seen the other movie about a week ago, uh-huh. like you can just take all of the tension and information from that movie mm-hmm. and just punch, just move it forward. Yep. Like, there's no like, oh, let's get to see what's going on. It's just like, oh yeah, that's right. He got shot by Carl Urban, and he just told that one girl that her parents he killed them, and like every police officer is looking for him right now even though they just arrested that one foreign dude yeah like it's just and then it's like you know how what is he gonna do how is he gonna get how's he gonna get the heck out of this one yeah <laughs> so and then gosh they're like okay well let's let's do a traditional thing i think i think the mcguffin of this movie oh yeah clear um but for those of you who don't know what a mcguffin is a mcguffin is a alfred hitchcock filmmaking term that he has coined that uh meant well means still means uh it's the driving force of the movie like what is it that usually it's an object or or, or uh, we, we stretch the definition a little bit sometimes with like a theme more so um but a classic example of a mcguffin would be the uh the in raiders of the lost ark the ark of the covenant yeah so in in this movie though uh, is is 
uh, is would you are I, I there could kind of be a physical MacGuffin sort of. I feel like the MacGuffin which is that is, paperwork that's in that. Yeah, like that, his his origin. Uh huh. It's like unwrapping his Briar. origin. It was like finally we're getting all the answers that yeah. we we, we and, didn't and get. getting the people responsible for stuff in jail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like wrapping up all of the shenanigans of the last movie. And I will say that even though I kind of figured the ending of this movie was coming and all the answers, like I kind of figured yeah. that was what it was going to be. I, I still found it very good when it got there. And yeah. it told, even though I satisfying. knew that was going to be, it was satisfyingly done. I, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was, I was ripped off. I feel like, I feel like one of the MacGuffins of this movie in a sense is him finally remembering how the program started, mm-hmm. remembering how he became Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that memory was the MacGuffin. Yeah. Because the whole time he was chasing, trying to remember these bits and pieces of dreams that he would remember or these flashbacks that he would have. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to get to the root of it, trying to get to the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, like and we, and they do that like they do it on purpose. They keep giving us little bits of his memory, and they get clearer as the movie goes on, and they get longer as the movie goes on, and finally mm-hmm. we get to see sort of the entire origin yeah. of him. That he well, that he signed up for the program and chose to do yeah. it, which is which is like you know, I've seen enough movies to where I know that's coming. I knew that probably from yeah. day one. I'm like he probably chose oh, to be in this program, but I but I'm sitting there and. Just from a, I guess we can talk about philosophy and themes and stuff. Mm-hmm. From a the philosophical aspect of like a thirty three year old person who, and I'm talking about myself, yeah. who has like gone through stuff and has, in a sense, had a few careers and and eh, I don't, I'm not gonna say live a, lived a couple of lives, but has been a different person, has become a different person as mm-hmm. I've aged and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like that he's just like, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, and then moves on. Yeah. I, I because well, he, is he does and he does it brilliantly with one simple line, which is like he's like he's like I'm not I'm not Jason Bourne or yeah. like like basically echoing when he said I'm not David Webb anymore I'm this now I'm not that guy anymore now because I'm not this because guy. I feel like like in a sense that's psychologically really healthy. Well, and do you notice in this movie? And I feel like I feel like a lot of a lot of movies that deal with that sort of aspect of of who you are don't do that people get mired into like well this is who i've chosen to be and this is who i have to be or things like that and 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 the the necessity of of deciding like this is who i am now well do you notice that in I these movies really cool. he's still like beating the heck out of people but, but i just never I just kills kill anybody he never kills anyone yeah so how can we make that transfer to batman please thank you <laughs> um like you know he never kills anyone he'll knock him unconscious just have he'll I, he'll, I like he'll get him in a bad accident where they'll be you know like oh maybe i'm gonna not walk again but he'll never kill them he doesn't kill anybody at least not in uh not not in the not in, this uh, not in the and, and in supremacy too i'm trying to think if he actually kills anyone i know he has used he doesn't kill guns, carl urban he just walks away totally doesn't but he does kill yeah, clive owen right. in the first one right but he doesn't like once he figures Funny out. Funny story. Yeah. When he kills Clive Owen, Clive Owen says to him the thing that he says to the other assassin at the end of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I know that was it's like a nice parallel. It's yeah. cool, and uh, I I don't know I I really dig that that's where they went with that. I really I really like this movie. I like the. Let's talk about some of the action sequences because there's there are a lot. Yeah, there are, and there are a lot of suspenseful, awesome moments which you wouldn't maybe they're not traditional action sequences, but like when he's guiding that guy through the crowd. Oh yeah, via the cell like, phone and via the cell phone, and, he and like sees all the, the people, and he, and he sees the the billboard, the switching billboard, and as it switches, he sees the guy behind it for a split second. Mm-hmm. Oh man, That's, oh that bit. 
Oh, it's so good. And that's like such a great place to place that guy too. Oh man, I saw it. I was like, oh, oh, like this is really well done. Um, and then there's of course like the rooftop chase where they're running from rooftop to rooftop. And, oh, like, the one the in, in Tangiers. Oh yeah, so good. So and, like it's like it goes from like Vespa's chase to motorcycle chase to foot chase to rooftop jumping chase oh, man. to close quarter combat fighting. In, it's like in a random room somewhere. It's like one after the other. There's no like, all right, we got this one scene. It's like go 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 go, and then when that ends, it's still like this little lull. But then he's like, "Guess what? I'm going to America now." You know, one of my favorite. You know, one of my favorite things about the close quarter combat Mm -hmm. in all of the Bourne movies Mm -hmm. is that they do it Jackie Chan style. They do, but I was watching for it, but way more brutal. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like like in the first because in the first movie he full on kills a dude by sticking a pen in his brain. He only kills one guy in this movie. That's right. He kills that one guy. Yeah, he chokes him, and then but he's not gonna stop. So. But then in, in how come that's not okay for Superman? But it's okay for Jason Bourne. Well, because Jason Bourne is a bad guy. Oh, okay. He started that way. But anyway, <laughs> it, it, but in that bit, they're fighting, and and it ends up being like like heavy candlestick versus thick book. Mm-hmm. And he, one of my favorite bits is the part where he. I love that. That same thing in the last one. It was knife versus magazine. Yeah, they have this thing. It's like, hey, we're gonna have really unusual weapons. Well, but it's not even that. It's more like. We're gonna have these guys fight in a room, uh-huh. and they're gonna find the best things, things they can gonna, in that room to yeah. hurt the other person. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like it's like we're not gonna put like a room full of knives. Yeah. We're gonna maybe have one knife, but it's gonna get. But hard, it's be this hard guy's house, through. so of course he would know where the knife is. Yeah. And Bourne's like, "Oh crap! I'm in the living room. There's no knives in the living room. Here's a magazine." So he rolls it up, nice and tight. <laughs> and apparently, that's good enough to stave off oh, a knife. But this, but this movie, like the part where he grabs the book, and I'm like, "Oh, Jason Bourne, why did you grab a book?" And then he. Slams the guy in the face of the book and starts punching, punching the, the book. book? Oh, I was like, man. oh, that sucks. Good work. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I remember. Or the part where he slams the book into his throat. Oh man. And, oh, that's like, I for some reason, it just whenever gives you I'm so watching many ideas of like, fight if you, scenes, if you ever in have a home invasion situation <laughs> of all the weapons you have around your house that you don't know, you just yeah. got to be trained like Jason Bourne. Yeah, as a as a so male, watch these movies enough. Whenever I watch fight scenes, I'm thinking like, I could do that. That could be me. And then and then there's another part of me thinking like, somebody would do that to me, and that would hurt a lot. Like that would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Think about it. Imagine putting a th- somebody putting a thick book on your neck and then punching it. Ugh. <laughs> right. Doesn't feel that. Yeah. No. No fun. Ugh, no. Or then fighting with a towel in the shower. No. And then there's, let's see, I feel like I'm forgetting some action sequences. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's a lot of chasing in this movie and running around. Well, like, every Jason Bourne movie has a close quarters fight scene. They, that's true. It also has a car chase scene. And oh, that was the part I forgot about. I remember what it was the part with the fan and the and, and the and the flashlight. The Where, fan and the remember flashlight? they're setting all those like guys in there, and then they see a flashlight. And they just like unload oh, weapons in yeah. the door, and they open it. It's just a fan with the flashlight attached to it, so it was moving, and that's yeah. what tricked him. And he just comes out, and just boom, boom, takes him out real fast. And then they call the police, and the backup team is coming. And as they leave, the oh, backup team are that's my favorite by the bit police. because what he does is he he doesn't just call the police. He calls the police and I, I, <laughs> and my Spanish is not great, but he's basically like, "There's people invading my home." Then he throws the phone across the room without hanging it up and shoots the gun several times. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's it's go. Like, if good. you want the cops to come to your house, do that. <laughs> and he does that. But by the way, don't say that we told you to do that. No, We're no, not no. advocating you to phony phone call the police and yeah. then fire a gun don't into your swat wall. anybody or anything. Please don't. <laughs> but but yeah, no, that was awesome, and I, and I love. I love how I love it in these movies that they are like, yeah, like these are like black ops guys who aren't necessarily there legally. Yeah. What they're doing is definitely like quasi legal at best. Uh-huh. 
So let's pit them up against local law enforcement. Yep. Because oh. of course the cops are going to be like, well, because it, it happens in the last movie too. Uh, at that part when uh, when Carl Urban shoots him as he's running under the tunnel, uh-huh. and then all these Russian cops show up and throw the guy to the ground, and he's like, "I'm Secret Service, I'm Secret Service," yeah. and they're like, "No," you know, <laughs> and they finally pull out his thing, and they're like, "Oh, okay, sorry." See you go, bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and he's gone already. And I, what I what I love too is the um, I you know what I like, and I know this maybe sounds cheesy, but I like that everyone gets their comeuppance in the end. Like uh-huh. The bad guys are punished, and like, can we talk about the car chase scene in this movie? Why Do you not remember? The so, so the this is that's so, the other part of the Bourne movie. So, there's three things to a Bourne movie: yeah. close quarters, fight, fight scene. What was the other one? Uh, there's a car chase scene, and then there's what's and the then third thing? Uh, there's a jump off of a tall building. That's true. <laughs> there's there's well, there's two two it's a couple of them one is a one. fall, yeah, <laughs> more than a jump. But yeah, there's oh oh, are you talking about in the parking lot? Yeah, where he drives the car backwards off the side of a building. Where is he? Uh, he just drove off the building backwards into this no, other and then he lot. steals a cop car yeah and then he's just like my yoink Woo! <laughs> and well and then and then they're chasing a cop car and they keep <sighs> smashing into the cop car i almost for a second thought that this movie was gonna was gonna spider-man it uh-huh. and have people start throwing stuff at the bad guys who are trying to hurt the cop <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about though when i say spider-man you mess with one of us you mess with all of you know us. they actually changed the ending of spider-man to that because they had shot the movie and then 9-11 happened. Yes, I know. I know. I'm very aware because the original trailer for Spider-Man had him putting a yeah, helicopter between, between yeah. the Twin Towers. Oops. I know. Very, um, very, and very and, and unsurprisingly, that movie was a huge hit probably in New York as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I like Spider-Man's that movie. There's, I still like that movie. Well. <laughs> Sam Raimi. Why would you put Why would you put Willem Dafoe in in, in a in a Power Rangers mask? Man? <laughs> why guy, wouldn't you? He because he looks like the Green Goblin. Paint his face green. But you can kind of see his face behind it. That's the best part. No, that's dumb. <laughs> put him just paint. <laughs> we're his not face talking green. about Spider Man. We're talking we're about the Born. Oh, please tell me. Please don't Born tell me we have to watch those at some point. One day. Oh, I'll have to watch all five of the previous Spider. Oh man, movies. I can't wait to watch Spider Man Five, Spider Man Two. When. <laughs> Spider-Man, f- Spider-Man 5, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine Can you imagine when the uh, the Marvel-approved Spider-Man gets a sequel? Start- It'll be Spider-Man 7, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> well, right now well, they'll probably call it Ultimate Spider-Man. What is it now? Spider-Man 6, Spider-Man Homecoming? Is yeah. that what the name of the new one is now? <laughs> oh, God. Is, it like, is that like the Star Trek movie sequels, too? Was it Star Trek Star Trek 7? No, because it's a different cast. But no, it's like, but Star Trek 7, Star Trek The Next Generation, First Contact. That's uh, the name of the movie. I, I really enjoy doing that. Well, like that's like that movie that came out just recently, uh, Captain America 3, Avengers 3. <laughs> Captain America. Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 7. <laughs> that, that's the official Spider-Man 6 right there. <laughs> Spider-Man 7 is the next one. There's yeah. Spider-Man 8. Oh God! <laughs> but this one is is just born three. Uh, but <laughs> yes. uh, the the whole car chase scene is is really intense. You know, it reminded me a lot of the French Connection. Car yes. Chase scene. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I feel like We've that's on purpose. Some really good car chase movies. On I this feel like that's at least partially podcast. on purpose. Like mm-hmm. it feels like a similar area of New York mm-hmm. City, and the fact really that thinking about it, there's, we did watch a lot of car chase. There's movies. a lot of crashing in it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a car chase because the other car chase movies like. It, there's a little bit of crashing, but mostly it's driving around. But his his car gets demolished, and this is the reason why Ryan keeps wanting to watch the Blues Brothers is because it's one of my favorite movies. But not only that, but his argument it's an action movie because of that car chase. Yeah, it's like a half of the movie. <laughs> 
No, it's not. It's like half an hour. Uh, it's, it's it's long. I don't know if it's half. They an destroy hour. a lot of cars. They do. I would definitely put it on there with one of the greatest car chases this ever. But car I don't know fifty-five. That... We're, We're in a, a truck. truck. Um, <laughs> no, I've but always the... loved you. I three orange whips. Even that high in the air. You know, they actually dropped a, the car from a helicopter. Oh, and they had to get FAA approval to oh, do it. God, of course um, they did. But but this movie, the car chase scene is is incredible, and I'm trying to think of how it ends. Um, well, he gets to the building, doesn't he? Oh no, it ends with the car crash. Yeah, and oh, yeah, then he right. doesn't kill the he doesn't dude. kill the guy, and, and the guy's staring right at him. And he looks at him. He's like, and then he just nah. bolts. And that's why I asked him later, like, why didn't you just take the shot? Is yeah, because think of all the stuff they made you do. The think of all you've given up already. Yeah. And then he gets shot, but doesn't. Well, get no, I, I feel shot. like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I thought that that was silly, J- David. Tra- it, it made sense because the person who had the most to lose by Jason Bourne's continuing existence was David Straithorn, mm-hmm. uh, and so of course he would try to shoot him. Well, I mean, if but you're, you're going to lose everything already, you might as well try to kill this guy. Yeah, but at the same time, like when people are like, oh, I can't believe that he didn't actually shoot him. It's like he's like a desk jockey. Yeah, like yeah, he's the assistant director or whatever, but it's not like he does a lot of shooting at people. Well, maybe he did shoot him, but he didn't kill him. Yeah, we didn't see like you know we didn't, but think... we didn't see blood when he was no. But either. maybe it could be yeah. could have grazed him. Yeah, yeah I mean he's Jason Bourne. He's, he's Jason Bourne. It was anyway. it was meant to be a yeah. Uh, what I really loved, is I feel that... like it was meant to to prove that this guy is uh, like it's like an impotent last ditch. Like like, like I'm mad and you're yeah. here and screw it. Yeah. You know what I really like though is that when he's talking to Albert Finney, he's like, "You're gonna kill me now." He's like, "Nah, like you don't deserve the star on the wall they give you at Langley." It's oh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, like yeah, you tell him, Matt Damon." <laughs> so I have an interesting fan theory about sure. this movie. All right, all right. So you've seen Goodwill Hunting? Uh, no, I have not seen Goodwill Hunting. So in Goodwill Hunting, at one point, so you know, understand the premise of Goodwill Hunting, though, right? Uh, in it, it's got. Um, so Matt Damon is a Matt Damon. Matt Damon is a janitor, at yeah, but he's a, at, also super smart. In he's the also very smart, and he's got a lot of emotional issues and childhood traumas and stuff. Um, but at one point, he goes to a job interview for and a his, job, and his good friend Ben Affleck works at Casual Mail. <laughs> no, no, no. He writes a comic book with uh, Jason Lee. Oh, is that what anyway? It was? <laughs> yeah, called uh, Blunt Man and Chronic. Um, and uh, he falls in love with a lady too, but that's a whole other story. Um, so he, be, but in that movie, he has an interview with the NSA at one point, and they ask him, "So why do you want to work the NSA?" And he gives this whole awesome speech about how you know he he doesn't want to work for the NSA because it's it's, it's a funny speech, it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the very end of the movie, he's in love with Minnie Driver. Minnie Driver leaves Boston, but he decides he's just gonna like basically ditch his life and go find Minnie Driver, and he starts driving across the country. And that's the end of the movie. I oh. like to imagine mm-hmm. that the NSA catches him at some point. <laughs> And they're like, you're not, your name is David Webb now. And now you're going to go into the CIA program. And he's like, so they program him before. Oh. He's good Will, he's, he's Will Hunting. He's and then he's programmed. David Webb. And then he becomes Jason Bourne because that makes these movies way better. And it's then the, they send him to Mars. It's the same, yes. <laughs> and it turns out his grandfather was in World War II. It's, it's just like the Breaking Bad. It's just like the Breaking Bad um, uh, Malcolm in the Middle theory. There's a Breaking Bad Malcolm in the Middle theory? Oh, yeah. It's the, the, of course there is. Well, but, uh, the, just like the Pixar theory? It, it kind of, yeah. Well, the Breaking Bad Malcolm in the Middle theory before the end of the show was that well, basically uh, Walter White goes into witness protection as, as, as the dad <laughs> yeah. from Malcolm in the Middle. And he's, he plays it so inept. Like he's like, I don't know anything. I'm just whatever. Like, you know, that's why that, and that's why it works so well. But it doesn't make sense because cell phones are different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
that's how you, that's in the future how we'll be able to tell that like these movie theories don't match up. Yeah. You have to start going in chronological order or else. Um, cause cell phones don't match up. Uh, you can't have new cell phones in a movie that's older. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I, I was sitting there on the couch and I was coming up with this whole fan theory about how the NSA gets him and then gives him to like, you're super smart, but like, you know, but also we need to take those, that genius level smarts and put you and put it into, make your body a weapon. So we mm. give you to the, you know, we give you the CIA and they turn you into a, like, like a, you're a soldier now. We've, we've wiped your mind, but you're still super smart. So you forget all that Rob Williams and Chucky and, and mini driver. And now you're maybe with Julia Stiles somehow. <laughs> she kind of, <laughs> she's got a wide face like mini driver. So <laughs> her face looks like the moon. <laughs> That's so mean. I don't mean that in a mean way. But let's just say if 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 some if if a rocket full of of, of turn of the century French scientists hit her eye and she goes ow, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> That's a film joke for you guys at home. Uh, so Ryan, this journey is to the so Ryan. What are your final thoughts on <laughs> Born Ultimatum? Final thoughts already? I don't um, know. I, I, do you, what else do you have on the Born Ultimatum? We haven't talked about the about? politics, the political. Okay, element of let's it talk all. about the political. This element is the risky part of the podcast. All right, here, where, here we, where we go. If you don't want to hear about political element, stop the podcast now. Thank you for listening. We're watching Born Legacy next time. Good night, everybody. And it's not called Born Legacy. Yes, it is. Is it? It's called the Born Legacy. What was the first one called? The Born Identity. Oh, and then it's the Born Supremacy. Then oh, it's the Born Ultimatum. Sorry, I always get confused because I feel like they're in alphabetical order. And the new one is not. called Jason Bourne. Put words on my face. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if you don't want to hear about politics, do that now. Have a good time. We'll, well see you next so, time. So, so I mean, it, it, I think we both like the movie. Hit thumbs up. Have a good day. <laughs> Blockbuster. You don't have to. You know, it's not that. Bad. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. Uh, so the the political aspect of this movie is is really interesting if you take into consideration the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie came out in two thousand seven. Yes. So it was the the last year pre iPhone. Yeah, uh, no. Well, it was just on the cut. The iPhone had just come out. Yeah, uh, but this movie wasn't filmed when the yeah, iPhone yeah. existed. So uh, that's why nobody's so, got one. So yeah, it, smartphones aren't aren't quite a thing yet, nope. or they they are sort of a little bit. Yeah. But but. This was like the very end of of the Bush presidency mm-hmm. of the w, George W. Bush before Obama, mm-hmm. uh, before all that. So, so the the everybody was scared of the NSA and of spying and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and it's funny because it feels like this movie was sort of the peak of that mm-hmm. until several years later, 2013, Edward Snowden, all that stuff. And it turns out, like, oh, remember that stuff you guys were all worried about? <laughs> yeah, it's worse than that. Yeah. And and so it's really interesting that this movie is, and I feel like that's probably at least part of why this movie was well received is because it tapped into that paranoia that kind of I felt like permeated at least pop culture a little bit at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. uh, and it and it really does like speak to at least that time period, and I feel like still a little bit the distrust that the American public has with the the military informational complex mm-hmm. of the the CIA and the NSA and, and mm-hmm. all of those different things. The fact that they're just listening to people's cell phones and the part where he's like, well give me a wiretap on that phone. Like, oh I didn't I didn't see a judge authorize that. Like, <laughs> they don't need to. Yeah. Well they're treadstone. Well I know in that point they're Slash they Briar Black Briar. Black Briar. Yeah. Um, which is like treadstone well, I, but, that's, but another, like, that's the other one i love is when they call Blackbriar treadstone pro yeah oh my god what a great what a great that's a good bit <laughs> well no and like the way the movie starts the way they get involved with the the british writer is that they're like oh we we were listening to everybody's cell phones and we heard somebody say Blackbriar. yeah it's like 
oh crap like, what the heck <laughs> they could do that <laughs> and and oh, no and like if you if you get into the to Glen glenn greenwald and the the intercept and the stuff at the guardian and, and stuff like that's like yeah they kind of do yeah, that they do and oh man so so this movie is is in a certain sense a little terrifying it it's, is. it's 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 like you look at it and you're like oh it's like a techni- it's like a technological dystopia and you're like oh but it's also like the world that we actually live in <laughs> almost it's like, 10 oh, it's, years ago yeah it's just, oh man that's kind of a bummer <laughs> You know, like I feel like if you showed ten this years movie, of NSA surveillance, like if you showed this movie, this 2007 made movie to somebody ten years previous in like 1997, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Oh, well, that's that's crazy science fiction paranoia." And then if you show it to somebody this year, they're like, "Yep, that's, that's where we're uh, living. That's, that's why it didn't strike me as weird. I was yeah. like, okay, but it's but it's sort of it's sort of crazy because it felt like a little bit of science fiction when this movie came out, I think, mm-hmm. but now it doesn't at all. No, and it's kind of kind of freaks me out we'll leave you with that yeah, hey. <laughs> um all right ryan now's the time final sure. thoughts final thoughts uh i really really enjoy this movie <laughs> on the movie not on not on, on your political outlook of uh surveillance in the united states in the 21st century but um no i really like this movie a lot i, I mm-hmm. feel like i feel like the political message that it gives like all the stuff that I just said, notwithstanding, it doesn't necessarily judge the fact that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It judges these guys who are doing bad things. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the, what's his name? Scott Glenn and, mm-hmm. and David Trathorn. Like these are bad guys. Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, like regardless of your political leanings, the movie's conclusion is not this surveillance is bad. That's maybe my personal conclusion but but the movie's conclusion is these guys are abusing this mm-hmm. uh and and so i feel like that's fair mm-hmm. you know it's kind of egalitarian and it also sets up us to have bad guys so that at the end the bad guys can get caught mm-hmm. uh yes. which which otherwise it would just be it would end and be like everything's terrible forever the end yeah It'd be like great <laughs> thanks movie and so no one uplifting. ever smiled again yeah well then jason it's great the imdb trivia for this movie also make sure to mention Jason Bourne doesn't smile in this movie. Of course he doesn't. He's not happy. It's too Anytime. serious. Yeah, he's too serious. He's, he's but too... it's a. This is a movie that is serious but good. Yes. But not because it's serious. It's it's good. It's good. Also, be- it's very. It's good serious. because it doesn't have that slow part that the other two movies have, where there's a no. lot of yeah. like let's talk and figure it out. There's a lot of go go go, but we're still re- getting new I mean, information. You, you as get we information. Go. This is like I feel like this is the movie where Paul Greengrass went from a new director who is starting to get good to like, this guy is great. Yeah. Have this, this guy direct your action. This movie. is a really good one. And he's done all, he did, did he do the, he didn't do the first one, did he? No. Okay. He but, did this. After this, he did uh, like United 93. Okay. Uh, he did the, um, whatever the movie is where uh, Tom Hanks is mm-hmm. the captain and the other guy says, I'm the captain now. Captain Phillips? He did that one. Listen to me. I am the captain now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Oh man, that's a that's a movie. Yeah, so that's a feel good movie. He, he watch, go to, watch Captain Phillips tonight, guys. Watch it with to, the kids. He tends to direct very <laughs> intense, sort of very yeah. realistic action movies. Yes, but the action, the the action direction, mm-hmm. the direction of this movie, the fact that well, he can hear that. 
What's the NSA now? There it is. Coming the, for us. The, the fact, no, no, no. They use, they use black helicopters. They don't hear. Those are silent. <laughs> okay. Uh, the fact that... They just like, want us to know they're there. <laughs> action is happening, and they're also conveying information simultaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is making a good action movie. I agree. Being able to convey information while action is and happening. This movie does it trading off. Yeah, not, this movie, not Matrix revolutioning it where we have an action scene. Now we have talking. Uh, the guy talking. Now we have an action scene. Now we have the guy talking. Lisa V concordantly. It's, yeah. <laughs> this movie's good. This is, the movie is good. I think that this is the what I expected all of them to be. Yeah. And it's ni- It's kind of a nice like I guess progression of at least with these three, and I'm sure we'll probably see that in the next one too. Um, but like seeing a movie progress from 2002 to 2005 to 2007 yeah or 2004 was it 2004 so yeah i think doesn't matter in, from like the early 2000s to the mid 2000s to the early kind of later 2000s like right on the borderline yeah, there yeah. i'll say late 2000s because it's it's kind of on the borderline there but it's interesting to see the what was considered a action thriller and how those were shot and how those were done this movie was highly praised by the way which yeah. i don't know if it's either good or bad depending on how you look at it for its hand, for the for the shaky cam mm-hmm. people were like oh man shaky cam best thing ever well in the, in the last movie like the shaky cam is like like we're just gonna go crazy mm-hmm. and in this movie it's just sort of like well we're just gonna follow follow what's happening like yeah. i feel like the shaky cam in this movie is not that like queasy like no. somebody's running holding a camera no it's more like the camera is person mounted and yeah. is moving like mm-hmm. you are there as the camera moving inside of the scene correct uh because because I, I get motion sick and i did not yeah. get motion sick in this movie. i did not either um so Ryan, did you watch this with your wife? I did. Did she stay up the whole thing? I'm trying to remember right now. I think that she did. Okay. I think that that we were both pretty hardcore into this movie. All right. Yeah, I was. I was. I was on board 100 with this movie. Um. So, what is your rating on it, Ryan? Um. I I really like this. I feel like this is. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna give this movie. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna give this movie nine. Wow. Um. Just purchased. Uh, burner cell phones dropped silently into somebody's <laughs> pocket and then called. All right, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a little bit lower. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it eight really, really, really confidential and very bad FBI documents quickly faxed. I was really annoyed the by that. The fax machine because save the day. I was annoyed by that because I've used that fax machine before and it's not that fast. <laughs> no. And, and you can even hear it in the scene. The way it works is it scans in all the pages and then dials and starts faxing. Oh. And so as they're standing talking, but he you didn't. hear it dial. But he didn't know. And and part of me is like, you idiot, just rip it out of the wall. <laughs> he didn't know. No, clearly not. He probably thought that's the end. He has I'm a secretary done. to do that for yes, him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and overall, Ryan, Blockbuster or Lackluster? Oh, it's absolutely Blockbuster. blockbuster I, sure. I, I, I want to justify- All these movies are, are good. I want to justify my, my rating of this a little bit with saying like, this is like all of like the other two movies have built up to this movie. Oh, absolutely. And so like in a sense this movie wouldn't be as good as it was without, without the, the other, other two. two. Correct. Um but but this movie is just tops. Like this is this is how you make an action movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to make a political thriller and I would argue that there is speaking of political thrillers and as we spoke of Captain America, like Captain America 2 is a political thriller. Is a political thriller and it borrows heavily from this movie oh absolutely like they the guys who made captain america 2 were definitely, definitely like, like let's watch born ultimatum 10 times first. yes yeah, for sure for sure absolutely um so ryan that is the born ultimatum yeah so we said blockbuster we're good to go oh, yeah um but we have one more born movie to watch it's true next time which doesn't have speaking of captain america it's funny mm-hmm. you mentioned captain america because yeah. this, this new one doesn't have 
Matt Damon in it. No, it doesn't. In fact, it it has another uh, one Clint Barton, one Jeremy Renner in the next one. So, guys, we have one more week of of, uh, Super Action Born Month, and uh, this next movie we're watching is The Born Legacy. Uh, which is uh, the, the the final up until this summer yeah. born movie in the born series. Um, so uh, yeah, that was the born that was the born ultimatum. We'll be watching the born legacy next time, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, remember, whether it's blockbuster or lackluster, we're the Super Action Bros. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at StuffandThingsNetwork.com. You start down this path, where does it end? It ends when we've won.